1: At one extraordinary marriage.com in today's episode we're talking about leveling up how the two of you begin your sexual intimacy with a bit of seduction
0: and Esther Perel had this to say about seduction she says seduction is not about overpowering it's about understanding and captivating
1: I like those two words understanding And then the captivating. I know. Powerful statement. Powerful statement.
0: We start every one Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And this hug comes from an email received that says, I've been listening to your podcast regularly for the past two or three years. I'm also a quiet, member of your private Facebook group. I've never sent an email to a podcast host, but I wanted to let you know Mm. how much I appreciate your latest episode about apathy. Mm. And for those of you that are wondering what she's referring to, it's episode 790. um, And that's the greatest threat to our marriage is apathy. And we'll put a link to that in these show notes. She goes on to say, I told my husband that I think this might be my favorite episode yet, partially because of your vulnerability. I listened to several marriage podcasts And the hosts will lightly talk about their struggles that they're having, but usually they talk about things that happened in the past that they've already resolved. The episodes are typically wrapped up with a bow with the impression that things are back to being perfect again. My husband and I have been married for nearly 19 years, and we've walked through many valleys and hills together. The hard times can feel isolating when it seems like everyone else has it all figured out. I appreciate how real, raw, and honest you were in this week's episode. Uh I wish you the very best in your marriage and in your lives.
1: Uh Well, thank you very much. You know, when we started the One Extraordinary Marriage show long, long ago, episode four, that was the one that really solidified that. If we're going to share, we need to be open, honest, and transparent Mm -hmm. about what's going on in our own lives. And sometimes that's happening in the moment. Sometimes it is a little bit after because we need to process ourselves. Um, But hearing this means a lot because, you know, we're not alone. And I think that's mm-hmm. one thing Elisa and I have learned over these last 14 years. We're not alone. We know you're not alone. And if we can speak into it, we can have the power to, to know that we can overcome and we can have the extraordinary marriage we desire.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, as Tony said at the top of this episode, we're talking about leveling up your sexual intimacy with a bit of seduction. Mm-hmm. And and I just want to start with a couple of questions. You know, have have you ever given any thought, like real thought, not just kind of like, hey, it's time to have sex type of thing. But like how how do the two of us begin to engage in sexual intimacy? Mm. Think about it. Like, what does that look like? How, how do either one of you let the other person know that you're interested in making something happen?
1: In in the sexual intimacy. In the sexual intimacy. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Because, you know, getting into this place of understanding what the beginnings look like is super important. Um you guys know, those of you that have been around for a while or you have listened to at least a couple of episodes, you know, I like definitions of words and, you know, same thing true with the word seduction and merriamwebster.com, my favorite online dictionary defines the word seduction as having alluring or tempting qualities. Think about that for a second, alluring okay. or tempting. And I think you know, when you hear those words, it actually, there's an enticement to that. It kind of goes back to Esther Perel talking about um, understanding and captivating, Mm -hmm. right? When when you understand and captivate someone, you you are more alluring. You can get into that place of drawing them in. And I'm curious, is that how you treat the beginnings of sexual intimacy with your spouse? Is there this, this desire... Gosh, you guys, there are t- there are times when I wish we were on video that you could just see like Tony ponder, yo, because know, he's just like I can tell you're thinking about it.
1: No, I, I I am because you know I just remember that time period in our in our lives and in, in our marriage when it was just basically like you want to have sex. I mean it was. Basic, that was like, it. There was no alluring, was there was no tempting qualities whatsoever. There was, no, there was no seduction. There was no seduction whatsoever. There was, you know, it, it was just, there's no captivating. It was just a, a straight up question or like, let's go do it. Mm-hmm. And I can see now how that over time during that period, it just, it made our sexual intimacy just sort of, I don't want to say crass, but just sort of duty. It was yeah. just more like, let's just go do this, get it over with, and let's move on. Mm. Um, we're now, we have learned to have some seductive beginnings and, and what does that look like for us has changed the sexual intimacy in our marriage.
0: Absolutely. And you know I think it's kind of like that hug, right? Like, like a big part of our story is that we were really dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. In this area, not only did we get we're in this place where it was just like, hey, want to have sex or, you know, you just kind of like roll over and sort of find yourself having sex. But it was also like, I remember and (laughs) probably a lot of our earlier episodes have this, but I remember just the the moment that Tony's fingers would start walking across the bed. Like, like I'm just. I remember those times too. Like we're laying on our own sides, and then all of a sudden the fingers would start to come across, and I knew what the fingers meant. You know, like as he's walking his fingers over, like I'm going to touch her to see if maybe she's up for this. Like there was no, there was no seduction. There was no like, hey honey, you know, like let
1: me. What I what I remember about the time period, which I think was really, which I think is sort of funny now, is. Prior to my fingers walking over, you're breathing. You're fine. You're sort of moving, fidgeting, whatever, you know, reading your book or whatever might be going on. And then as my fingers start coming across and they start- Did I just they, hold my breath? They get closer to you. Yes. You would like, <laughs> like, like, like you'd play dead. You're, you're just like, <laughs> and I, and I literally like remember that time period, like, Did oh you, my, like- Like my like, wife just died in bed. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not like some, like- Crazy grizzly bear trying to attack you. Play dead, play
0: dead. If you I play just, dead, then...
1: I just want to be sexually intimate with you. Like I want to
0: really. I, I would him. hold my breath.
1: You would. You would. I, I mean,
0: I, I'm not. I'm not disputing that fact. You, you, I, I believe that I did. But it's like it's one can, of those things when we you're can in laugh the moment, at it
1: now. But,
0: but it was. I mean,
1: there, there's two sides of every bed. Elisa's <laughs> side is the fingers coming across. The other side is me going. She's stiffening up and holding her breath. Like if she just pretends she's dead or asleep, then it's going to be fine. Like in literally 10 seconds before, or 30 seconds before she's, you know, blinking her eyes and everything else. Wow.
0: So for all of you, I'm just going to throw it out there that think that when you are pretending to be asleep or playing dead, stop holding your breath. Um, Clearly this little conversation, even though it has nothing to do about seduction specifically, demonstrates that your spouse knows what's going on. Yep. I'm I'm just throwing it out there. And and I know that there are some of you that are, are listening to this episode and you're like, okay, Tony and Lisa, like we're good. We're having sex. Like, I don't even know why you had to do an episode on this. Like, what's the big deal? And and I won't deny the fact that many of you are having sex and it is what you're doing is working. But I'm curious if it's if your sexual intimacy is something that you actually look forward to because there is this intentionality behind it, because it is something where you're like, oh, how am I alluring to my spouse? What am I doing that's, that's tempting them, that's bringing them into this place where they want to do this with me? Not like Tony and I were all those years ago where we're like, all right, you know what? It's been like three days. Check the box. Let's get this thing over with. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Want to have sex? Sure. Okay, fine. And we're done. And that was about as good as our sexual intimacy. What like, like mm-hmm. me describing it was pretty much the highlight of what it was. Mm-hmm. A- and so, getting into this place of saying, you know what, if I want to be seductive, and I get it, some of you are actually rolling your eyes that I'm using the word seductive because you don't like the word. You'd rather be flirty or something like that. Change the word, but hear the message. I don't care what word you use, but hear the message that this level of intentionality that, that creates an environment where the two of you want to be there because there's anticipation. You know, part of seduction is bringing in this anticipation. It's, it's going, okay, how am I going to romance you? And that's not to say, folks, that you can't have those moments where you're just like, hey, want to have sex? That's part of your toolbox. That's not the
1: only tool. In the toolbox. In the
0: toolbox. You know, because it's like they talk about the fact that if you only had a hammer, you know, a hammer isn't going to solve every handyman need that you have in your house. You need multiple tools. Mm-hmm. Same and thing. you need management. nails. And you need nails. <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey, you need nails to hammer. There you go. It's true. It's true. But coming back to this, like you need multiple tools in your toolbox. You need multiple tools to, to engage and invite and draw in. Remember Esther Perel's... Um, quote on seduction right understanding and capt- how are you captivating your spouse right what are you doing I you know I think back as somebody in the uh, in the Facebook group had recently mentioned had brought up strip down yeah and I uh, was talking about how we had kind of outlined the different uh, intimacy we didn't even call them pillars of intimacy I almost called them pillars of intimacy they were not pillars back in strip down
1: um, and, and so if anybody doesn't know strip down 13 keys unlocking intimacy. In Your Marriage was the first book we wrote some 13 odd years ago. I can put a link here in the episode notes. You can still grab it on Amazon if you want to check it out. But it was the starting point of what has now become known as the six pillars of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And because of you, the one family in our own journey, we've learned a, a ton along the way. And that was the first, that was the start. And we called them at some point in time, like six forms of intimacy, um, but it grew from there. And in that first book, we had sexual intimacy.
0: We didn't.
1: We didn't. No, we had physical intimacy. That's
0: why I'm bringing it up.
1: That's right. Now that I, yeah, we had physical intimacy, we didn't have sexual intimacy. And because of the work we've done here at One Extraordinary Marriage, Alisa Coaching, the podcast, live events, what whatever it may be, we learn, man, like, There's a big difference between physical intimacy. Like we talk about now in the six pillars of intimacy, that, that non-sexual touch and sexual intimacy.
0: And the fact that sexual intimacy, and this is all covered in chapter 10 of The Six Pillars of Intimacy, The Secret to an Extraordinary Marriage, uh, but that sexual intimacy isn't just sexual intercourse. Correct. And, And as we're talking about seduction, this is such an important point that we recognize and we talk about, and more importantly, that the two of you talk about what this looks like in your marriage, because no joke, I will tell you literally right before we started to record this message, I was reading an email that we just received talking about the fact that there's a couple married 20 years, 20 years, and has never been able to have a conversation about their sexual intimacy. It's the reason we get behind these microphones and talk about topics like this to say, hey, you know what? What does it look like to be seductive? What does it look like to be intentional in this place of, of alluring, being alluring and tempting to your spouse and creating an environment that the two of you want to be in? We do it because of those emails. We do it because we want the two of you to have extraordinary sexual intimacy and to understand that when that definition of what sexual intimacy is gets expanded beyond just it being sexual intercourse, the the opportunity for those seductive beginnings really, it's like exponentially larger. Mm
1: -hmm. Because if
0: we're just talking about intercourse and it's like, hey, light on or light off. Mm -hmm. Want to? Don't want to.
1: Yep. And we expanded sexual intimacy in Six Pillars. Of intimacy from just that sexual intercourse to helping you see and realize that romance, initiating, foreplay are all part of your sexual intimacy and there is sexual intercourse in there. Mm -hmm. And when we broaden that, you begin to look at seductive beginnings and go, oh, this is all encompassed in our sexual intimacy pillar. And so we can strengthen this pillar not by just having more sex. I mean a lot of a lot of you and even us have done sex challenges. And I would even say to some folks, a sex challenge isn't for you. You don't need to do it. Maybe you just need to romance your spouse mm. for 30 days. Maybe you need to learn how to initiate and have the conversation with one another and and really dive into it with one another and look at that for, you know, a walk and talk or just You know, what is, do some of the folks call it a sip and sit,
0: sip and sit or drive drive and dive, dive, whatever,
1: whatever you want to do. But maybe you're really looking at your initiating this month and going, how do we initiate? Like, what are the different ways that we're doing that? Or, or even
0: romance, Mm -hmm. right? You know, having the conversation around romance, because again, seduction inherently like, like you can't be a bump on a log and be seductive to your spouse. Can I just tell you that just sitting there does nothing? It, seduction is an active process. And so it's understanding like what are the actions that are going to create a different experience? What are the things that I can do, right? If you have ever picked up six pillars of intimacy or you haven't, um, and you will, you'll see that in each one of the pillars I ta- I have one section called, what can I do? This idea of seductive beginnings gets into this place of saying, what can I do to create more opportunities to create and build an experience for my spouse. And when you start to think that way, like the expansiveness that comes is literally mind blowing. And we're going to talk about that after this break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. we're back and we're talking about how to create those seductive beginnings for sexual intimacy for the two of you. And, you know, we were recently at the romance uncensored uh, weekend in Branson, Missouri. Fabulous event, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, just- Thank
1: you to brand new church out of uh, Northwestern Arkansas there for inviting us and allowing us to, to speak to over 200 couples who were in attendance and just pour into them. So, mm-hmm amazing, amazing event. If you can make one, um, make it what we're going to work with them and hopefully do some more of those events with those guys.
0: And and the reality is, is that it's such an excellent event, um, that we, we just stand behind it a hundred percent. And you know, what, what was unique about this is, you know, they invited us in to talk about sexual intimacy shocker. I know. And, uh, as one of the things that we had shared with the audience was 19 questions to amazing sex. Correct. And I'm bringing this up because strengthening your sexual intimacy and getting into this place where that pillar is is getting some legs to it, it's got some meat on the bones, so to speak, happens because you're also working on your emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. right these two like all the pillars are intertwined they're interdependent and so you know in our first session we had shared 19 questions to amazing sex with the audience right and then they went back to their rooms had their night and then we had a second session on saturday morning mm-hmm. and tony and i were both having conversations with so many of the attendees And whether we're talking about, you know, seduction or different parts of sexual intimacy, what I heard time and time again from these couples was we had conversations last night that we either haven't ever had or haven't had in years, plural, Y-E-A-R-S. In other words, a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, what, that's what's so powerful about this because when the two of you take the time to talk about these things in a space that feels safe to the two of you, whether it is in a hotel room because you're, you're just doing a, a weekend getaway or you're, like Tony said, you're doing a walk and talk and you're just out and you're moving, wherever, wherever you two can get into that place where you can be vulnerable with one another, you can get into this understanding and, and this opportunity to go, how can I? How can I romance you? What would be, what would be a beginning to our time together that would feel alluring to you? That would, that would, going back to Esther Pearl's definition, that would make you feel understood and captivated. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: let me tell you something, I've spent enough time across from wives very specifically, but not exclusively, who have said time and time again, I want to be understood mm. and I want to feel cherished. We can substitute cherished for captivated close mm-hmm. enough, Right. So what if you started having those conversations and said, hey, honey, and this goes for husbands and wives, honey, how can I romance you? What What do you want to try when it comes to foreplay or initiating? We're going to share some ideas for all three of those with you. But, but what shifts for the beginnings of your sexual intimacy, for that, like, I want to do this, when the two of you are in this place where you're like, well, let's let's learn about each other. Let's get curious again.
1: Yeah. And here's some things I just want to give you some practical because you're probably going, Ugh, I don't know if I want to talk about that or I don't know if my spouse wants to talk about it. And and those are both valid. I mean, there are many years that I had no desire to talk about this stuff with Elisa. You know, I was like, let's just have sex and move on. Like, why do we need to have any sort of conversation? And lo and behold, emotional intimacy is, is the workhorse of the pillars and and you need to engage with one another. And so A good way to do this, I do think events where you can get away Mm. are always helpful. It could be an event, a marriage event. It could be that you guys just make an event for yourselves in terms of like we're getting away Mm -hmm. and being intentional about what's happening there Mm. because all of us know we can get away into a hotel and then plop on a bed and watch TV and do nothing or just sort of like lounge because it's relaxed time, Mm -hmm. but we need to be intentional with that. And so some ways that you can work this out is just set a time. Like this is how long we're going to talk for. Mm -hmm. Like we're only going to answer, maybe it's something like, you know, you go off the 19 questions to amazing sex and you go like, we're only going to answer two questions each. You give yourself some parameters. So it's not like, oh my gosh, we're going to be doing this for five hours. It's more like, oh, okay, well I can answer two questions. You know, I can, I could do that. And maybe on your way to the event or maybe prior to the event, just start listening to an episode with your spouse and say, Hey, if Tony and Lisa can talk about it, maybe we can talk about it too. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're just putting this in and just going like, Hey, listen to what Tony and Elisa are saying. And let's just, let's just banter to one another off of what they're saying, because What they're saying is where I'm at. I just don't know how to express it. But when I hear them say it, I can then express it to you. Mm -hmm. And you may just pause the episode at that point in time and jump off from there. And so there are ways that you can do it. I mean, we hear it all the time. Well, I'm just not a talker. You don't need to be a talker. But you do have to engage your spouse. And that can go both ways. Or I just don't want to have sex because sex, it, it doesn't do anything for me okay, well, let's talk about that with your spouse and engage your spouse on why that is. Are there things that are much deeper than the surface that you haven't shared Mm. and need to be, and need to be released and let go of? There's many things, and, and I know Elise and I can get here and talk behind our microphones and make it seem easy, but do understand, we've had our own moments, not just way back when, even now. If you haven't listened to that show on Apathy Apathy 790, listen to it. Because that was us the beginning of the year. It is tough. I love my wife dearly. And I know you guys love one another dearly. And sometimes bringing up these questions and conversations can feel like, ooh, we're going to rock the boat. And this isn't good because I just want to have sex, Tony. And yet when you begin to learn how to romance Mm -hmm. one another, when you learn how to initiate and you learn the foreplay, man, things can just explode.
0: Well, and one of the questions that I shared with this audience at Romance Uncensored, and I think, you know, I know I've brought it up before, but it's a question that I actually think everybody should have in their marriage toolbox, just my two cents. Um, Whether we're talking about romance or foreplay or initiating, to be able to start the question was, when it comes to X, when it comes to romance, when it comes to initiating, when it comes to foreplay, comma, what is meaningful to you? Question mark. And not what do you like, because, you know, some people will say, well, I don't know what I like, or, you know, I, I, I don't know. But when we take a step back, that word meaningful is powerful. Mm-hmm. What, what matters to you? What resonates with you? What is, what is the thing that's actually going to hit the heart? Not just, you know, cause if you can ask, you can ask somebody, you know, what do they like? And they're going to, they may even give you whatever's fastest. Well, I just like it when we're done in 30 seconds. Okay, well, <laughs> that's not exactly what you were looking for. But maybe when you ask the question, you know what, when it comes to romance, what's meaningful to you when you get responses like
1: Can I just say what meaningful is?
0: Oh, cuz I didn't define it. Look yeah. at you go.
1: Or full of meaning um significant. Mm. That's another word mm-hmm. just to go what's if if meaning is like, well, what does that mean? What is significant to you? That's just another word you could look at sharing with one another because that, that changes sort of that little connotation of like, oh, that's significant. When, mm-hmm. when you do this, when you romance me like that, it's significant. Like mm-hmm. I feel it, I see it, mm-hmm. I, I experience it. It's significant to me.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, so you might hear responses like having a deep conversation with you, mm. hearing loving words come out of your mouth. And I would just say on any of these, you can always follow up with, tell me more. Because for some people, like in the case of loving words, and we're going to share a few other ideas, but loving words, you might think, hey, babe, you look good, is loving words. And other, your spouse might actually want to hear, you are so beautiful to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Same general idea, but how it comes across, totally different. And you won't know unless you ask your spouse. Other ways to romance. Plan an entire date so I don't have to think about the details plan a date without the kids. Mm. Pray for me. Wear lingerie. Things like that. You might ask the question, hey, when it comes to foreplay, how can I seduce you? Right? You, you can even go you know, take that question. Maybe it's not meaningful. Maybe you really are taking this beginning idea. How can I seduce you? Well, undress me. Mm. Have a full-on makeout session. Give me a massage. One of the big jokes at the event was uh, Tony shared this one, glide ice over your spouse's skin. And there was um, quite a few people joking about the fact that there might be a run on the ice machines in the hotel, right? Raise the stakes with a sexy board game.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. You take that question to the initiating. Hey, when it comes to initiating, what would be significant? And you might hear, let's purchase a new toy to use together. Send me a love letter. Try out a code word to let me know that you're in the mood, right? So I know. And so you start thinking about these things. You know, um, something else that I shared when we were at the event is, you know, send a picture of what you're wearing. And my caveat with this is always, look, I understand we're in the digital age. You can send the clothes when they're like laying on your bed. Like send your lingerie, send your matching set, send your fabulous boxers before you put them on. And that way there's no like body parts and all the things. You're adults. Be careful with it.
1: Or use encrypted messaging and you know just
0: just those caveats. Yeah, those just cave-
1: just protect yourself in that way. You know, there's so many different ways. It, I mean, there's lists upon lists. You can Google them, you can go on to our website, and in the search bar you can put initiate, you can put foreplay, you can put romance. We have episodes dedicated directly to each one of these. And so what we want to do here today is just encourage you. Mm. What, what does seductive beginnings look for, look like for the two of you? Like, I don't know what it is for you. I know what it is for Elisa and I, and we're constantly learning and growing and expanding and going, okay, what does it look like now? And how do we Mm -hmm. change it up? Sometimes the way we initiate one week is, can be different than the way we initiate The following week There's always change There's always something happening But engage with one another Mm -hmm. And this episode is really about Can you guys look at your sexual intimacy The romance The initiating And the foreplay And look at those three areas Within the sexual intimacy pillar And go How do we How do we get those seductive beginnings going For you and I Mm, That's good So this week That's what we're asking you to go do Engage with one another and talk about those. Mm -hmm. What's it like for each of you? And come up with one or two ways that you can seduce one another. So you guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. Take care. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.